welcome to the business in the front party in the back podcast. podcast. I'm Lauren and I'm Michelle. Welcome to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by my business, Michelle R. Price, The Lightworker. I'm on Facebook if you want to look me up there. And I'm doing beautiful angel card readings, mediumship, mentorship. I do girls weekend retreats. If you're doing a beautiful weekend away and you'd like someone to come along and do readings and healings. Um, I also do a bit of spiritual uh, media relations. If you're looking to add a bit of uh, a PR side to your business and get your name out there. So Michelle R. Price, The Lightworker on Facebook. Love it. You do it all, girl, and you do it all well. (laughs) It's awesome. So as our listener at home already knows, and if you this is your first episode, what have you been doing? Go back and listen to them all. But uh, every show we, you know, have a theme and we also like to give you value. And in the last few episodes, we've had quite a lot of guests. So Michelle and I thought, now let's just bring it back. Let's just, you know, come back to our roots which is you and me jamming about our life experience. Back so that's cool what kids. we're going to be doing today. Yeah, that's right. Back yep. to the trend-setting, resilient, amazing people we are. Absolutely. <laughs> Super confident. Uh, wonderful. And the yeah. theme for today, Lauren, is overwhelm. I'm sure you uh, have no idea what I'm talking about and you've never nope. experienced this in your life. Um, so never. this is going to be all new for you. Um, but this is something that I've been experiencing a fair bit since launching my business. And I know you have too. And I feel like, or we felt like many of our listeners at home would have felt the same from time to time, depending, it doesn't really matter what you do uh, for a living, but, you know, trying to juggle often work, family, kids, um, sporting events, you know, all the things that we juggle. Um, I thought this was a good one for us to really go into and have a look at. And I feel like life just gets busier and busier. I don't know when, when we're kids, it felt like it was a bit simpler, uh, but yeah. now we have a lot more obligations I think as women you know we're all working we're all career driven whereas growing up you know a lot of our parents mums stayed at home and I just feel like these days you just want to get more hours in the day and you need more arms and legs and (laughs) trying to do more things or like clone yourself you know it's just busy yeah yeah it's so busy and you know I grew up my mum worked from home she ran her own business but she didn't have social media to contend with, you know, and we've got that, like, we need to be showing up all the time on all these platforms. And, you know, I'm an introvert by nature. So it's hard for me to just give, 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 give and, and not replenish at the same yeah. time. So um, I think that, you know, overwhelm can come from that as well, where, you know, you kind of look at all the things that you want to do, need to do, have to do. And, you know, yeah. So I'm going to be giving some tips and tricks a little bit later in our episode about how to deal with overwhelm, because really the worst thing is to get overwhelmed that you're overwhelmed. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because, it's like digging a big yeah. hole. Sometimes it's like, Oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. And then you're, then you kind of think, Oh, I don't want to be reacting in that way. And you almost make it worse. So yep. yeah. Before we get into that though, I'd love to know how your week's going. Have you learned anything new? Have you, you know, how's the business going? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, so it's week two of mentorship and I think I'm learning to sort of juggle things a little bit better and I'm really enjoying the fact that compared to last year, it was a bit random. Last year I was like messaging a million people, you know, every Thursday before I did my co- my class, trying to say course and class at the same time. And <laughs> it was a lot of rushing around and mucking around and always trying to figure out who's coming, who's paying, you know, this and that. And this year I've just set up completely differently where it's all online um, and a little bit in person as well, but it's a bit of a mix and they all prepay pretty much because I have that incentive. It's like, if you pay up front, you get a 30 minute connection with me and everyone pretty much paid up front bar, you know, maybe two people. 
So yeah. I don't have to do any follow-up anymore. It's just like they've all paid. So if they don't um, show up, it's their own fault, you know, and it doesn't really worry me. So um, yeah. I'm not following up with people. I'm just like, if you're here, you're here, great. You know, otherwise you're not there. And I'm recording it, so I am sending it to people if they miss out. So I just feel like it's a lot less oh, mucking around. Nice a lot less overwhelmed for me. I did feel very overwhelmed last year and I was working as a journalist at the same time. So that's a lot easier, you know, doing this full time. So mm. I guess like um, I also did a, I've, the takeaway this year for me, yeah, sorry, I just had to scratch my arm. Um, the takeaway for me this year or this week has been um, asking Spirit for help to get clients, um, you know, into the following weeks, into coming weeks. One of my things has been, uh, as you know, putting myself into overdrive. And so when people are sort of coming and, oh, I want to see you, I want to see you. And I'm like, oh, I'll get you an ASAP and I'll book them in, you know, my next available opportunity. And then I'm like, you know, I'd really like people to be coming in following weeks so that I'm not then coming into the next week going, oh, I don't have any bookings and then waiting for the Monday and, you know, feeling anxious. Yeah. So yeah, you want to plan. I put that out there and, uh, and three people, I think, um, rescheduled this week. So three people said, oh, I'm not doing great or I've got this phone call I've got to do, you know, this sort of thing. Um, can I reschedule? And that all paid. So I was like, fabulous. And so I've just rescheduled them for next week or the week after. So it was like, it's the answer to my prayers. And I just feel like the yeah. biggest takeaway for me is that manifesting does work. And when you're in the flow, when you're in alignment, it's like you just ask and it happens. And that's yeah. kind of how it happened. And I wasn't even disappointed when they rescheduled. I was just like, oh, great. That's awesome. That's an answer to my prayers. Here we go. Done. Um, so it wasn't like they canceled. That's a different story. So yeah, I feel like that was a really good takeaway for me. And I feel like I'm really learning to not uh, put myself into overwhelm. And then today, you know, I'm taking time out. I've got a reading this morning. I'm going to take some time out and have coffee with a friend. Um, and then I've got another reading with Savo. And then, you know, I've booked out tomorrow morning to do park runs. So I haven't done park run in maybe two or three weeks. And it really, I really miss it because it's like we run together. It's unofficial park run, but we run together, have breakfast, have a chat. And Jason's been heading down, my husband, but um, I've been here. I did seven readings last Saturday and I was like exhausted, like no joke. And at the end of it, I mean, I loved every minute of it, but at the end of it, I was like, I'm so tired. And then the following day, yeah. I had friends come up from South Australia and it was like, you know, I was really excited to have them here, but I was just tired, you know, and I didn't have yeah. a day, you know, to recover. So I think this weekend I've like booked out that time and I'm like, I'm going to do that for myself. And that's all to do with overwhelm and not being in overwhelm. So I feel like I'm learning. I feel like I'm learning, Lauren, finally. <laughs> it's Very taken good. a while. And I, yeah. I think a future episode too, let's do one on um, burning out. Because that's yeah. something I can relate to. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, one thing that came to me when you were talking as well is that maybe in future, if you if people want a recording of your membership, of the mentorship, they pay extra. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. 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 I was so, thinking about doing um, that with my readings as well. Oh yeah. hundred percent. That's yeah. a no brainer. I sort of Definitely do it automatically. Does. Yeah. No, 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 no. Cause it's all about add-ons. Yes. And most people are like, Oh, I would totally pay an extra $10 to get a copy of it. Yeah. And it is an effort. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So yeah. Um, for me, I've been, okay. So I think last time we talked, I said that I was going to maybe reread a uh, fiction books you were telling me yeah, about your yeah. yeah oh yeah no I did and now I'm now I'm trapped because now oh, I'm like oh I better read the rest of the series which is eight books and the pages are uh, the books are like 1500 pages long 
Um, so I actually didn't start at the very beginning. I started at the book that I love the most and I'm continuing. Oh, this on. is a series you mentioned before. This is the, yeah. This is the, my, my sexy fantasy, like yeah. fae kind of series. Mm-hmm. Um, although that's sorry, spoiler alert for anyone's not read it. Damn. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I'm reading that and I always kind of thought I wasn't a super fast reader, but then I realized that I actually read business books a lot slower because there's so much in them and I write in them, I underline, like it's a bit of a process. It's almost like I look at them as course books. I don't mm. just flip through them and read them once. So I read a whole like over a thousand page book between our last recording and today. So like one week. Um yeah, so it's good. It's actually good to to read though because you know it's getting my imagination going again, and it's something different from work, which really helps as well with overwhelm. Is that balance? So that's important. And um, I also want to just let you know that I also had a kind of a realization that I need to work on some stuff. I know I need to work on stuff, but one thing I realized I need to work on is taking like sometimes if something happens. I think my default is to blame someone else in a way. I think this probably puts me in a bad picture, but it's true. Sometimes, you know, like there was a scheduling conflict and I like my default was that the other person had, had like scheduled me when I wasn't meant to be there. And it was because I had booked a meeting on a day I said I was available. So it's just funny how, you know, sometimes, you know, we default to things like we did when we were teenagers and we don't really realize that we're doing it until we are. So Mm. it's kind of a humbling experience to go, okay, I need to work a little bit more on thinking that maybe I got it wrong first, as opposed to assuming that I'm perfect. So So taking responsibility is sort of what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Or, or like taking responsibility initially and then see, and then maybe finding out, oh no, it wasn't me. Mm. But my default is not always that, like my default is that I got it right first, I guess. Yeah, that's just ego, I think. Ego, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Eckhart Tolle, <laughs> he talks a lot I, about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, so anyway, Listen. I'm just um, telling you where it's at and it is what it is, um, not perfect. And it's good because we're learning, right? It's all about understanding. Oh, I see myself in that way. Oh, okay. And you want to change that. Now I can work on it. So yeah. I think that's actually important. I also interviewed for my spiritual podcast, the afterlight, a really interesting woman. And we talked a lot about dreams and she was basically, uh, talking about how, uh, your dreams, are like your markers. They tell you things that are going to happen. They tell you, you know, situations in your life that you might want to resolve. If you want to, you know, work on something, you know, your dreams can give you symbols and signs and, and um, like different inclinations on what you can, what you can do or develop and stuff like that. And it was such an interesting conversation that I really think that I've been missing out on an opportunity there with my dreaming. So Personally, I take fish oil. Fish oil really helps me with my dreaming. Uh, it actually has enhanced my dreaming a lot. And um, so if anyone's looking to enhance their dreaming, fish oil tablets might help you. And also one of the things that she mentioned as well was that you just write down as soon as you wake up anything about your dreams. And the more you write them down, the more that your recall will get better. And then the more that you can pay attention to the the signs and the symbols and, and things like that. So it was a really fascinating conversation. Mm. Um, yeah. So I just want to tell you that because I thought it was so cool. 
Yeah, so good. And the writing does help. I tell all my clients that too, when they talk about their dreams, people often ask me about meanings and stuff like that. And yeah, writing them down is what I always um, tell people. I have a notepad next to my bed. So I do that as well. And I was saying to Mm -hmm. you, um, I hadn't been sleeping well and actually had a client rock up with like this beautiful sleep oil that she makes. And she didn't know, she just rocked up and was like, I think you need this. And I'm like, wow, I think you should be doing the reading. What's going on here? Um, But it, it was amazing. It changed my life. And I've been sleeping like eight and a half hours a night. Like it's incredible. And I just wasn't, I was like up and down, up and down, you know, waking up. And um, so the oil's amazing. And um, I dreamt recently, uh, because we're looking at houses, you guys are looking at houses too. And it was this house and it had these weird slate floors. It was very like old fashioned and it had like this sort of fireplace. And there was this giant centipede that was like living in the fireplace and some other creature, but like I woke up and I couldn't remember what the other creature was. In the moment I knew what it was, but when I woke up, I forgot. Um, it's like a fairy or something rather. Anyway, this giant centipede was living in there and um, yeah, it was so bizarre. So I'm assuming the centipede, I haven't looked it up, but I'm assuming the centipede must mean something, but there was like a lot of friends there. I had a lot of people there. It was like a nice environment. So mm-hmm. yeah, but the centipede really stood out to me. So um, hopefully that means I'm going to win the lotto or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, interesting. That's funny. She told me that um, there was a guy, let me tell you his name. So his name's Ted Andrews. And she said that Ted Andrews, as um, he does a lot of work on spirit animals and totem animals and their meanings. Oh, so if you're one interesting, I get up, asked that all the time in readings. Yeah, so yeah. You check out his stuff. Um, apparently, he's very very good with that. Um, the other thing I wanted to tell you too, Michelle, is that um, in the spirit team, as you know, I I'm really good at helping solve problems. I'm really good at you know helping people. You know do a lot of all their business stuff. I'm, I'm really good at that, mm. but I'm, I'm having a hard time. I think attracting all the people that I really want because I'm such a new business. You know, these mm-hmm. things take a long time, right? I just launched the membership in June. So, yeah, you know, the fact that I have as many members as I do right now is I think it's great. It's a win, but where I'm going with this is that I have a meeting on Tuesday with a woman's company and she, um, they're inter it's kind of like, I've applied to maybe work with them and get involved in this program. And um, they interview me essentially to see whether or not they can help me. And yeah, so I'll keep you posted on that. But the whole premise of her business model is to set up evergreen and recurring, reoccurring revenue, revenue streams. So basically it's to set up processes and procedures where you're generating revenue without having to do as much work as usual and having to um, basically do things a little bit different than a lot of mainstream entrepreneurs do them. So I'm really looking forward to growing my business and I really feel like this might be a really positive investment for me to kind of look at trying to reach more people in a more of an innovative and more of a way that's not so overwhelming (laughs) to bring it to bring it on you know just on subject here because you know when you're growing your business there's a million things to do and you're trying to do a million things and I'm going to talk about this a little bit you know in a little bit um but it's really important to make sure that everything that you're doing yields a good return on investment And so some people, depending on what you want to do, if they've already gone before you, it makes sense for you to follow their path as opposed to spending time reinventing the wheel if something's already created. So Mm. watch this space. I'll let you know 
um, but I'm interested in seeing what I can learn from her to potentially reach more people so I can help more people because that's what I want to do, you know, I want to serve. Yeah, what you yeah, said so. is well in alignment too with our previous episode with Megan Dent, uh, the beauty expert we spoke to, and she was saying that she used COVID-19 because when you're like us, when you're building your business, you're just in it seven days a week. So it's difficult yeah. sometimes to schedule the time or find the time. And at the end of the day, you're pretty tired. So it's like COVID-19 gave her a chance to go and see a coach, a business coach, get a lot of stuff sorted, a lot of the strategies, planning, all that stuff locked in. Um, yeah. And that's great because then she comes back and you're fresh. You've had a bit of a break. You've got all these things done. She caught up on admin paperwork, things like that. So yeah. sometimes these things or often these things are a blessing. So yeah, I just felt like that was in, well in alignment with uh, Megan and our conversation yeah, with her in the previous episode. Yeah, so true. if you haven't heard that episode, listener at home, our listener at home, um, you may want to go back and have a listen because that was a really great one. So getting back into the theme of the episode, Lawrence, something overwhelming, something I've been battling since um, I launched my business in April uh, 2020. Yeah. And I feel like I get so used to having someone else kind of determine my hours when we're working full time that when you're on your own, it's just, how do you do this? Like, how do you schedule breaks? You know, how, how do you do that? Um, and I feel like when we have that sort of weekly, fortnightly, monthly pay coming in also, we still do a bit of overtime and it's kind of a choice. And I know you and I did plenty when we're working for the company, but it's generally within reason. But when you work for yourself, it's so easy to just be on 24 seven. You know, I can get messages from people in the middle of the night. I've had people make bookings at one in the morning, two in the morning. Uh, wanting to mm. book appointments with me and asking questions. And it's, it's easy to get caught up in that. And I think one of the things I've noticed doing yeah. Facebook lives on a Monday uh, quite often, and this is, this is surprising to me, maybe surprising to you, but quite often I'll have people say to me, I want to book a reading immediately, like this second, like right now. And I had a lady say she wanted to book a reading. It was 10 past nine. She wanted a reading healing one and a half hours. And she wanted me to do it for her at 10 past nine at night. And this was after my Facebook live. So I've done an hour of, you know, life connections takes wow. a lot of energy. Yeah. Yeah. And she said, I, I need to see you immediately. I'm in a lot of trouble. And I had to say no. And it's not easy. It's not easy to say no when someone feels like they really need you. Um, but, you know, she ended up seeing me the following afternoon. She did try to get that morning. And I said, I don't have anything available in the morning. I'm really sorry. And she did end up connecting with me in the afternoon. We had a great connection. But it's, it's sometimes hard, you know, when you've got people yeah. who are saying they're desperate and they really want that connection, but I've got to draw the line somewhere. And I felt like in that situation, and, and I have had many people ask the same question. She's not the only one um, yeah. where they want a reading immediately after my Facebook live. And it's, you know, I guess the energy is really high. They're feeling like, yeah, you know, let's do this thing, but it's not healthy for us. And I, I do feel like we need to be very clear about those, those boundaries. And I feel like I'm getting more clear about um, that for me. How about you with overwhelm? Yeah, I think that, you know, I'm really quite good at dealing with stress and dealing with overwhelm. It doesn't happen to me very much. Uh, and if it does, I check myself. So I think in a previous episode, I was talking about feeling overwhelmed that I had a thousand things to do. And then I took my own advice and <laughs> I, I got myself out of it. So one of the things that I did want to talk to you about was that I was overwhelmed at the restaurant the other day. So it's kind of funny because in my own business, I have a lot on the go. I feel like I have a lot of things happening, but I'm going to give some tips and strategies on what I do to kind of deal with that, which will hopefully help you and, and our listener at home as well. But in relation to the restaurant, I'm working in, an, in a restaurant that's very busy and we're dealing with a lot of people at one time and we're also understaffed. 
So um, it, I did have a feeling of overwhelm the other day because basically I had to do like five things at one time. And what I'm going to talk about in my tips and tricks on how to deal with overwhelm is that you can't. You can only do one thing at a time. So basically, I had to cut oranges to make a fresh orange juice, of which we needed seven of them. I had to serve a customer. I had to go grab a toasty and get it in the, um, in the oven to get cooking. And then I needed to do the glasses as well because there's just an area where we need to keep the area clean because people like come in. So I had to do that as well. And then I think I had another juice that I needed to make that was a different thing. So I had to do all these things at one time. And I looked at one of the girls and I was like, I can't do all this at one time. So what I had to do was I had to choose the most important. And what I was told was the most important was serving the customer. Because at least once you serve the customer, then they'll wait, right? Mm. But one woman in particular, she ended up waiting 20 minutes for a juice. And like we told her it was going to be 10 minutes. So she was already let down by the fact she had to wait longer. And so where I'm going with this is that it's really important that when you're dealing with overwhelm to kind of have a strategy with how you can deal with it in the moment. And then once you're out of that, you know, kind of reactive phase or reactive situation, it's maybe thinking about how you can put things in place to avoid that from happening in the future. So, you know, for me in that scenario, I basically just let the people know that I can't do it all. So someone else had to pitch in. So the fact that I brought it up um, to the woman, you know, that I was working with, she actually called someone else in from the floor and they came and they started taking on some of the responsibilities that I was meant to do at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of it as well. It's like recognizing when you can't do it all or when you need help. And then looking back and going, okay, how can we streamline this process? And so I think I mentioned it in a previous episode, but basically when these situations happen, I always go back and I think to myself, how can I be faster? So I've slowly started setting things up a little bit different than the way I was trained to make it faster and more efficient. So mm -hmm. that can always help with overwhelm. So I just thought that was an interesting example of dealing with it in kind of a way that wasn't really involving my business, but at the same time was definitely super overwhelming. And then you're dealing with these customers who are getting mad mm. because you know what I mean? They want you to serve them right away, but you're like, but I can't unfortunately do it all well. So yeah, it's about putting your hand up, isn't it? I think that's where overwhelm comes yeah. from when you just, you're trying to do everything. You realize you can't do it all and you have to put your hand up sometimes um, and say, really sorry, but uh, I need, yeah. I need some help. I need some help over yeah. here. And I think that shows strength. I really think that shows Me strength, too. you know, to be able to do that. Yeah. It's really important. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think a, a really big thing with, um, with us and probably our listener at home as well, people, a lot of people are working from home, you know, so you don't yeah. still uh, have that structure depending on where you're listening to us from, but you still don't have that structure of uh, working in the workplace and sort of having those set breaks and meal times and, you know, things like that. So I think uh, this is quite useful. And what I've started doing is ahead of time, I'll book in uh, maybe a morning tea or, a, you know, half an hour at lunch or something like that, just so I can have a breather and go out and stand on the grass and sort of regroup yeah. and that sort of thing, just yeah. take some time away from the computer because a lot of what we're doing is on the computer. Um, so I feel like that's super important to maybe schedule in that, ahead of time rather than just kind of winging it, you know, just kind of working through it, seeing what happens, 
you know, because I, I never think that ends well. So yeah. yeah, ahead of time, a bit of planning is what I want to say, uh, planning yep. and you can put it in. So the Facebook calendar that I use, I just put it in and it just, you know, I can do it every day. So it'll go across every day or every week or whatever it is. And, um, so same with when we do our podcasts, I just put that in and that goes in every single Friday, you know, of the week. So yeah. I think that's, um, that's super important and to do that ahead of time. Um, and that way, you know, it's really important as you and I've talked about getting out and getting some exercise, going for a walk, going to the gym, getting to the beach, whatever that yeah. is. Um, it's really important to sort of schedule that in for you. Um, and so the different things around, you know, like I said before, um, where I wanted to set aside time, even for parkrun, uh, and, you know, we've been looking at houses and things and I've missed a few open homes and Jason's been a bit disappointed and it was upsetting for me because, um, he had a meeting with a, uh, business that he was looking to buy and he really wanted me to be there. And I didn't schedule it in. And I think he was telling me it when I was doing something else. And you know how this is where you're doing yeah. something and then they tell you something unless I've got my diary in front of me and I've got my phone in front of me and I'm like literally putting it in my calendar at the yeah, same time, I hear you. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not, I, it's not going in. And so he said it to yeah. me and I was just like, oh, okay, that's really interesting. And then I'm like thinking a million things, you know, at the same time. And so I didn't go on my calendar and uh, I let him down. I was really disappointed and he had to go on his own. And so that for me, you know, we had the conversation. I just said, look, if you're going to tell me about an appointment or an engagement or something, um, make sure that I've got my phone in my hand and that I'm actually putting it in at that time. That's how I yeah. operate. That's how I work. So I think yeah. that was a really good conversation to have because otherwise, you know, he's disappointed and I'm disappointed and I feel like, you know, I didn't want to let him down. So that's how we're going to And you might repeat forward. it again. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was just trying to invent that. I'm like, make sure I've got my phone in my hand and that I'm plugging yeah. this in at that time, yeah. those particular dates. Otherwise, you know, you just forget about it. And um, yeah. yeah, it wasn't a good uh, situation. I did feel terrible about that. So moving forward, we're going to do things differently. I think that sometimes it's our ego that wants to try to do everything or not ask for help or not yeah. admit, you know, when we can't do something, you know? And for me, I'm very... Um, driven you're you are too and so we want to try to do a lot because we know we're capable of it that's the other thing we know we're, we're able to do these things but you know it's it's a sign of strength like you said asking for help or admitting when something didn't go according to plan and then reassessing and I think that's how you improve because you know, the reasons why we're having to go through challenges is because we haven't learned how to deal with them yet. And when you learn to deal with them, then you can teach others to do the same. And I think that's important. So, you know, with ways to deal with overwhelm, basically, I think that sometimes people don't know where they're trying to go, or they don't know their next steps. And so they're kind of like, oh, I'm trying to do all these things, but maybe they're not qualified to take those steps yet. Maybe they need to ask for help right? Like I'm trying to grow an evergreen business, which I'm doing, but I want to do it fast. And so it makes sense for me to, to look into this coach program to help me do it better and faster, as opposed to me fumbling my way and wasting time to do it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that sometimes people need to get clear on like, where do you want to go? What are your next steps? And are you qualified to take them? Sometimes people need to ask for help and they need to join like a membership like mine where I know a lot of stuff and I can give you the answer and then you can move on and save a lot of time or they need to, you know, go back to school or whatever the case may be. Right. Mm 
So I think that's really important. I also think that when sometimes people feel that there's so many things to do, they don't actually do anything and then they just sit there and then they feel overwhelmed. So I think it's really important that they need to kind of assess, are you trying to do too many things at once and you're losing track of what is the most important you know, is time management an issue? Are your deadlines realistic? Right? So mm. my recommendation for that would be to write a list of all the things you need, want, have to do. Okay. If there's anything on that list that you do not want to do, you're an adult, you don't have to do it, cross it off the list, deal with the consequences, move along. After you do that, is there anything on your list that you can delegate to other people? So if you're being overwhelmed, Michelle, you're making way more money than you were ever making at the company, right? Mm. There is no reason at all why you can't afford to bring in a cleaner once a week. If it saves you overwhelm and it allows you to make more money elsewhere, that might be a good investment, right? I'm just, I'm just, you know, making stuff up here. My but, husband likes to clean, so he'd be very upset about that. But yes, continue. Well, there you go. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but, you know, maybe um, maybe for someone at home, maybe yeah. they're thinking, I can do that. Or, you know, maybe you're spending time, you know, doing um, like cooking and it's taking too much energy and too much time. Maybe once a week you can treat yourself to takeout because you can afford it and because your time is better spent working on your business or doing things that you want to do, like spending time with your family. Mm. So it's kind of paying attention. Is there anything you can delegate? Yeah. And then if you have too many things to do, then you have to organize your list by priorities. So what is the most important thing to do right now. And it's not, what's the one thing I want to do that's really fun <laughs> because normally it's not the fun job that needs to be done right now. Yeah. It's the yeah. job that you don't want to do right now. That's really important. Right. Mm. So you do that job first and then you go to the next job. I think it's something like people are distracted 33 to 37 times an hour on their computer with your browsers and programs being open and all this kind of stuff. So if you know that, and you know that you're somebody I was in a, I'm in a mastermind and one of the people in my mastermind, they mentioned that Facebook was really getting in the way of their productivity. Well, there are programs online where you can actually put blockers on your computer so you can stop accessing ah, these programs if you can't do it yourself. Yeah, I'll, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. The name right now is escaping me. I think, um, I can't remember what it's called, but I'll, I'll find it up in the show notes. So, you know, there are things that you need to do. You need to get clear. Where am I spending my time? If I'm doing my one important task, am I also checking my phone? Is my phone on volume? Like my phone is never on silent. Mm -hmm. I mean, sorry, it is always on silent. It Same. is never, ever on. So when people try to call me, I will not get it. If I'm busy, if I'm laser focused, if I'm doing something else, I'm not going to get it. I'll get it when I'm free, you know, and that might sound, that, that might sound like I've got damn good boundaries actually. Mm. So that's because I'm laser, yeah, I'm laser focusing on the task at hand. So if you're dealing with overwhelm, do all the steps that I talked about. And when you buckle down and you do your one important task, assuming you're qualified and you don't have any hurdles in your way and you can actually do the task, close all the tabs you don't need to have open. Don't check your email. Don't check your phone. Don't check your notifications. Guess what? It's actually way cooler to not check your phone for like five or six hours and then to have a hundred notifications as opposed to checking one every 10, 15, 20 minutes, right? Yeah. That's so, a bit about being present. That's what I hear from what you're saying there is that's being yeah. present. 
when you pull, when your attention's pulled in all different directions, you're not present. Yeah. And it's like, what's the most important thing that I can do in this moment? Do that, do that thing and then move along. Because Mm. for me, me, when I felt overwhelmed before, I just made a list, all my stuff. Then I prioritized them, but when it needs to be done today, this week, this month, and then I prioritized through that in the order of what I needed to do. Mm. And then I scheduled in all my tasks and then I set time limits for when I needed to accomplish them. And then I just did the work Yeah, and that changes the whole game. Yeah. yeah. So those, those are my strategies on, on how to deal with overwhelm. And then again, going back to it, like going back to the restaurant example, or even going back to you um, missing that appointment with Jason, like, well, what can I do to tweak this scenario so it doesn't happen again? Because you don't ever want to continue to repeat the same process and then getting yourself in and out of overwhelm. That's dumb. Yeah. And it's not effective. It's like putting your hand on the hot plate and putting it on the hot plate and putting it on the hot plate. You wouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I also think too that, you know, sometimes it's coming back to your foundation. So I was talking to somebody the other day who is struggling with all these issues. Okay. They're not motivated. They're doing a bad behavior. They're doing blah, blah, blah. And and like the one basic thing that she wasn't doing was getting up early. She wasn't getting Mm. up on time. She wasn't Mm. getting up when her alarm went off. And it's like, you get the one thing, right. Which is getting up at a reasonable hour. I get up at five 20. I think Michelle gets up early too. Cause we Mm. sometimes message, um, you know, you get up early, you then take an intentional, you know, like time to be intentional about how your day is going to flow or how your day is going to look. And then you like, then you do the day. And it's when, you know, you're rushing all the time and you're not, you know, you haven't scheduled in things like properly, or you haven't done your lunch break like you did, you know, things like that. That's when you can get overwhelmed because you're not allowing for breaks and for inspiration and for, you know, coming back and grounding to enter. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So Lauren, just a couple of tools to improve our, the life of our listener at home and also ourselves. With me, I already spoke about this. So I need to sort of write down important dates immediately. It's really important. And that's what I was sort of talking to Jason about. And I have to block out, block out my calendar at the same time or I forget. And I've always been that way, always. I think in the workplace, when I work for the company, during school, I have to have everything in front of me. I've got a, I'm very physical. I like to write it down. Me too. I've got me a physical paper diary. Yeah. And then me I've too. got the online ones, the whole thing so that I'm never yeah. getting confused. So I sort of know that about myself and I manage that that way. So everyone kind of knows how they operate. Everyone's different. Some people don't need to write things down. That's great. Um, But I know for me, I think my message for on my takeaway for the uh, listener at home is to just know your boundaries and know how you operate and follow that through. So if you need to write things down like we do, great. Um, If you don't, fantastic. You know, have your online calendar that works for you. Um, But it's important to recognize that in our personalities and and what works for us. Um, And I feel like it's respectful to other people in our lives to do that. And I've certainly learned that the hard way with my hubby. Um, And business is important, but our personal lives are important as well. And I think that's something that I've had to learn with this, you know, working at home because my office is here. But, you know, um, my relationship is important too. So it's like get the work done and then, you know, have that time, you know, with family and, and things as well. And, um, and I just think that it's important to make time for those people in our lives as well. Yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. Yeah. So, uh, now it's time, I think for the party element, and this is of course brought to you Mm. by 
the rah-rah spirit team. And anytime you say spirit team, you have to have spirit fingers. Yes. <laughs> so um, in the whole, you know, like keeping on the theme, basically, I wanted to offer a free gift to our listener at home, which is basically a time tracker. So what you do is just head to our show notes. There's going to be a link for it there. You download the time tracker. It's seven days and it's all allocated. I think it starts at 6.30 or 6. And it's all allocated into 15-minute segments. So basically what you do is you keep track of your time and you start writing in what you're doing during those times. So you just could write work, you know, Netflix, nothing, right? Mm -hmm. And then basically you start to figure out and see the gaps that matter. And then that actually allows you to crush your to-do list because sometimes people feel overwhelmed because they have too many things to do and they feel like they don't have enough time mm-hmm. when really they do have enough time. Like I interviewed on the Raw Raw podcast, an amazing woman the other day, and she gets up at 5am and her day, her work day starts at 9am. So she's got four hours to do all her self care, all her visionary, all her exercise, all these things. And she's allowed that time to do that, that she doesn't need to fit it in later in the day. So it's just about, you know, like what you said, Michelle, it's about finding what works for you. But I think it's about figuring out what you're doing with your time first, Mm. and then you can find the gaps that matter. And then you can reallocate where you're spending your time. Yeah, that's such a good tip. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's a free gift. The party element today is actually about meal planning, because I think that um, what happens sometimes is when we feel overwhelmed, it's because there are a lot of responsibilities and things that we have to do. And if you learn to plan your meals ahead of time, that actually can really help you. See, even your dog agrees. Sissy's uh, like, food? Anyway, uh, what happens is if you can plan your week and your meals, that's actually going to save you a lot of time and money. So go to Pinterest, type in your favorite foods, write your recipes, what you're going to have every day for the week, write down the recipes, check your cupboards, see what you need, write your shopping list. You can do kick, click and collect. If we're talking about, you know, you going and picking it up and it's already done for you. You can also do delivery, treat yourself, you know, get it done. That's going to save you time as well. And then you can figure out what you can prep when you have time, free time or a day off. And then that can actually help you to get your meals done easier if you're already prepped ahead of time. Yeah. So that's going to save you money, save you time, and you'll make healthier food choices because you're not going to be, you know, just going and grabbing a packet of pasta or whatever. Mm. And um, yeah, and it'll help you with overwhelm too. Yeah, not that there's anything wrong with pasta, but um, we don't want to have it every night. Let's just say that. No, that's true. And that's actually true because I bloody love pasta. Yeah. <laughs> so I just had a couple of recommendations, a bit of inspo for our listener at home as well. And um, this is just around overcoming overwhelm. So I love Lifehack. I um, had a look up at Lifehack online and uh, I'll put the link to this in the show notes as well. Um, and they made some really great recommendations. And one is writing down what's causing you overwhelm. So what is it that's causing it? And to get that down on a piece of paper. Um, and I think, you know, that's quite cathartic. A lot of us keep diaries and journals and things like that and record our daily events. But I think with this, it's like, let's put it down. You know, let's get it out of our system. It's a bit like a God box. You know, what's bothering us? What's causing worry? What's causing stress? Put in a little box, get it out of our system. And this is, I guess, a little bit, um, this buddy system is number two. The number two recommendation is to have a buddy system. 
So, and I definitely use this in different areas of my life. I've got, I have my go-to friends or go-to family members. If I'm feeling like I'm overdoing it, you know, I need someone to sort of talk to, to sort of calm myself down. Um, And so this is someone who can sort of hold you accountable and let you know if you, if what you're feeling is reasonable or if it's unreasonable, which is that you're overreacting perhaps um, and that it's not as bad as what it seems. And so we all have friends like that who can talk us out of these situations. And so that's yep. what my um, what I'm calling the buddy system. So that was number two recommendation. I thought that was a great one as well. It just helps you get a bit of perspective. Sometimes you just lose perspective when it's just you're so in it. And then someone just goes, Michelle, why don't you do this, this, this? And you're like, oh, yeah, that's perfect. Let's do that. You know, it's just pulling yeah. you out of that, um, giving yeah. you a different perspective. Uh, number three is taking action. So this is a bit about what you were talking about. So what can I do? And using, you know, the restaurant as an example. So I can do this and I can probably do that. But the other things I'm not going to get to and there's going to be some unhappy customers. So those other things maybe we need to delegate. Maybe we call some other people in to to help us out with that. Yeah. So that's recognising being a bit vulnerable. Um, what what can I scratch off my to-do list um, is a good start. So you have that mental, mm. you know, to-do list at the restaurant. Um, and what yeah. can I delegate? So they're two really big questions. Um, because I work alone, though, I, I need to uh, maybe outsource to a friend. Um, so a good example of this is with my Facebook Live recently. They haven't been the best quality. I haven't been thrilled with the quality. So I had a techie friend of mine just ring me up. I didn't ask. He actually rang me up. He's I've known him for 100 years. And he just said, Michelle, I'm going to come down and help you with this. And so he came down. He spent eight hours here. He was here till two in the morning. I ended up having to kick him out because it was getting ridiculous. I was so tired. But um, my Facebook Live just looks amazing. And it's a little bit um, like where you have that time. It's overnight. So we did it through the middle of the night. So it wasn't in business hours. It wasn't when a lot of people were online and they were going to be seeing and watching what we were experimenting with. But it was actually quite fun. We did log on and there was a few people and it was quite fun. Um, we had some we had some moments where I thought we'd muted ourselves and we were like cracking up over here. And everyone's like, we can actually hear you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. So that was actually quite fun. Um, but we did it through the middle of the night. So that's what I'm saying. Yes, we were tired, but I was like, oh, thank God on the Monday, it was like so much better. So it was worth doing that. So we either mm. do it you know, really early in the morning, like you were saying with that other lady before work hours start or yeah. know, overnight and get it done. Yeah. Did and you so use a different really system or just a different OBS. layout? OBS. So I'm now using a streaming service, yeah, which is like a gaming service. So that means I can actually go uh, through Twitch. I can stream through Twitch. Um, And I was watching that. They've got like thousands of people watching different things on there. So, um, yeah, it's a really good avenue. And I'm going to open up my audience more. So he's working with me. He's writing a bit more coding for me. Uh, But we're opening up a little bit more um, to that through Twitch and and things like that. So it was just so beneficial. I mean, I was so tired, but it was just a really beneficial thing to do. Um, because it's improved my viewing. Um, people have commented on the clarity now. And, uh, and then I now have the opportunity to go via Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, um, all at the same time. So um, yeah, it's really opened up a lot of avenues for me. Um, so I feel like that was worth it. And it was outside hours. And um, we did have a lot of fun. And I actually posted the videos because it was quite funny. And um, it's one of my most watched videos, funnily enough. <laughs> and someone actually did say I look sick. They're like, Michelle, are you okay? You look quite sick. And I'm like, it's midnight. I don't have any makeup on, but that's okay. You know, no judgment here. I'm like, how am I supposed to look? 
because I'd worked a full day and he showed up and he's like, I'm ready to go. And I'm like, okay. And uh, I was up till two in the morning and I'd gotten up. That was funny that morning. I was very dedicated. I got up at six to go to yoga because I've got yoga around the corner, which is free and it's outdoors. So I got up at six and I'm like, yeah, like I'm just, I'm in this new, you know, system. Cause I've been getting up later than that. And I was like, yeah, you know, how great am I? And then I was up till two the next morning and I'm like, that was the worst decision yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> to get up at six what was I thinking um however it was a really good um and I appreciate Justin so much for coming up and helping me with that so yeah super excited to um have that great quality video that everyone can look at now great love that so coming up on the next episode we will be talking about email lists and newsletters and it sounds maybe boring, but it's very important. And we're going to be talking about um, lead generators as well. And um, just talking about growing and nurturing your audience because you don't just want to sell, sell, sell. It's also about building your relationships. Yeah. And that's looking ahead. That's looking ahead into the future too, because it's great now yeah. while business is booming. And then it's like looking ahead, we need to keep that momentum going. So I think the email lists and newsletters have a lot to do with that. Yeah. Great episode. Sorry, I put myself on mute for a minute because I was typing. <laughs> ah. Great episode and you're 100% <laughs> correct. Yes, it's very important to do all that for the future. That's right. Yes, great episode. So this has been the Business in the Front. Party in the Back. Podcast. Podcast. And if you love the episode, make sure you tell your friends, leave us a review so that more people can see it. And if you didn't like the episode... Don't tell anyone and don't forget to also look for us on Pinterest. We have an account on yes. Pinterest. Very important to and mention. Instagram. I've been putting some posts, Instagram, well all the socials. Yeah, that's, right. that's a great episode, Lauren, and I'll talk to you next yes. week. Yes, girl. Talk to you then. See ya. Bye.